Good morning, Vietnam! No, just kidding. This isn't that. This is City Wave Cinema. And it's also at night. It is nighttime. We just... Yeah, I mean, it's nighttime. It is 9 o'clock. This, this is the part two to The Sorcerer's Stone. Just kidding. Haha, <laughs> got your ass. It's part two to... What, what the fuck is the movie called? The Prisoner of Azkaban. That's the one. The Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm America. I'm pissed. Why are you mad now? I'm just generally all the time. James, no, I'm James. James is pissed. always mad. Always pissed. Pissed. Right. Anyways, so we pick back up with the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Where were we? The art is very upset now. Oh. In case you pictures. haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I was really confused. Our darling new Defense Against the Dark Arts professor, Professor Lupin, has a strange name. You can just and tell a stranger people. occupation. Being a teacher? He's a werewolf. Oh. Now, this was confirmed to me in the scene where the artwork is all very upset. Now, if you haven't been to Hogwarts before, you wouldn't know that the artwork all over the walls in the moving staircase halls and all over the walls in general has just the figures in the paintings moving around and talking and interacting with people. Why does this scene tell you that he's This a... scene tells me because the fat lady disappears. But that was from... serious black. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, Sirius Black is the one that cut up the portrait of the black lady. Or the fat lady. Was it? Yes. Was it? A hundred percent, I promise you, from book and movie. She even says, she's like, it's the one they all talk about. It was Sirius Black. That's dumb. He was trying to get into the Gryffindor common room to get scabbers. That's fucking dumb. Sorry to crush your whole bubble. That. Well, we're back to fucking bad writing, folks. All it took was one fucking change in the middle of the fucking movie. I thought, oh, they're playing off it being serious because Sirius can't get into the fucking school due to the amount of dementors around it. Uh, they... Okay. Well, what do you mean? They fucking yada yada his way in there? Please hold. Hold that thought. Put a pin in it. Please hold. I assumed correctly from this scene that Lupin was a werewolf because the claw marks, as they appeared to me, claw marks in the painting of the fat lady were enormous. We only know Sirius Black at this point as being a dude. But if you know the name Lupin, and you have put two and two together to imagine something might be up with Lupin. And you gamble that, well, maybe he's something weird. And then you see enormous claw marks and a description of a beast as it claws the painting. Well, that's a werewolf right there. That means your professor's a werewolf. And they think it's Sirius Black. Fascinating. All right, fucking speak. Book time. In the books, they make a very large explanation and a very confusing one um, at that about how Sirius gets into the castle. One, he is a marauder, so he knows where all the secret passageways are. Two, him and Crookshanks. Who's Crookshanks? The cat. Hermione's cat. Hermione's cat. 
plays a very big plot device in the book that is not talked about in the movie at all, mainly because it was really weird and confusing. Crookshanks helps Sirius Black get into the castle as dog. Ah, uh, yes. Snape also did a lesson on werewolves, which was foreshadowing. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, and so because Crookshanks knows that Scabbers is not a rat, like not a real rat, because mm-hmm. she's a cat, he's a cat. And so, like, it's like this weird animal team-up thing for a while in the books. And they explain it more that way of, like, Crookshanks helps Sirius get into the castle. And Sirius knows all the secret passageways because he made he was one of the creators of the map and blah, blah, blah. So it does a bit more of a good job explaining it in the book. But in the movie, yeah, it just kind of looks like, how the fuck did he get in here? And for everyone else that doesn't know anything like all the teachers and stuff it is like how the fuck did Sirius get into the castle with dementors everywhere the cat is just a cat you are correct well that's fucking dumb yeah that that fucking makes me mad like I said the third book my least favorite book hated the book love the movie I did not like Prisoner of Azkaban the book well, my next note was that Sirius Black was just better than everyone because apparently he got in. So Sirius Black is just better than everyone. And then my next note is Lupin is a werewolf? Question mark. That was probably the class with Snape. Probably. I've put one plus one plus one together and I've made three. I like that scene um, with Snape just. That's a brilliant class. scene of Hermione getting shit on. <laughs> Because a teacher finally goes, do you just enjoy being insufferable? It was excellent. Grade A performance from Alan Rickman. Plus just like the whole of all the windows and turn to page 390. 394. Which will always hold a special place in my heart because that is how the trailer opened. The trailer opened with that exact walkthrough of him shutting all the windows and then going... Turn to page 394. I also like right. it because Ron's turning like singular pages and Snape just gets One annoyed and time. he's like. <laughs> <laughs> the whole book. So. Right. Well. Some other stuff goes on and then, uh, well, Harry gets a bright idea to put on his invisibility cape that no one else has and sneak down to Hogsmeade. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately. For him, the crown kings of bullshit are in the yard. And also, Harry doesn't think. Harry doesn't think for even a minute about what's going to happen when he walks. In the snow. In the snow. It's It's winter, by the way. It's winter. So he puts on his invisibility cloak and walks off into the yard. And when he gets into the yard, he leaves footprints. Like, clearly stamped footprints right and fred and george see it while they're building a snowman and they go huh and they both at the same time just sort of grab harry and they go nope nope you're not gonna be a dumbass you're not gonna do it we're gonna teach you we're gonna show you and he's like fighting him the whole time like no put me down no you guys they drag him off into a corner and they give him the marauder's map 
The Marauders map is a very fancy map, a map I wish I had, because it shows you all of Hogwarts, but it shows you a live tracking map of Hogwarts where people are shown with a little banner that shows their name on it uh, over a set of footprints that shows exactly where they are. And you have to know the secret to uh, uh, make it work. And then you need to know the uh, code word to shut it off, right? So the uh, they show them that, and then they show them a way to, uh, like, here's a passageway that'll get you directly into Hogsmeade. Take the map. And so they just give them the map, which they stole two years ago. Uh, not two years ago for them. Uh, it was their first year. Yeah, their first year. So three years ago. Four years ago? Several years ago. They're older than uh, the Golden Trio by two years. Okay, it's five years ago. Yeah. Fuck. So five years ago, they stole the Marauder's map from whose office? Filch? Yeah, Filch's, Filch's office. office. That math is right, right? Because I'm like, they're 315, they're 17. So, yes. I had to do something. Wait a minute. So, this is, okay. This is, this movie is the start of the Golden Trio's third year. Third year. Third year. Yes. They start post-summer, which is post-Harry's birthday, so he would be 14. He is 13. That math doesn't track. Year one, 11. Year two, 12. Year three, So 13. he finds out and then goes to Hogwarts <coughs> when he's 10 and then turns 11. He turns 11 in July. Oh, it's not August. Yeah. July 31st, he turns 11. July 31st, he turns 12. July 31st, he turns 13. So this would be him being 13? Yes. Okay. It's really easy okay. to track because, like, books one, two, Dumb. Three. Dumb. Um, Hermione would be, I believe Hermione, no. It's Ron. Ron no, Hermione's born in September and Ron is born in March. All right, so Ron's older by, like, four months. So. Whatever. So, he gets some Marauder's map. He goes down into Hogsmeade. Um parades about Hogsmeade briefly links up with Ron and Hermione who are definitely doing another cute coupley thing that they don't mean to be doing they're just hanging they're out hanging and being out. awkward together like awkward 13 year olds and that they, definitely have a crush on each other they run up upon the screeching house shrieking shack sure that's what it's you called you were really close <laughs> sure scream house sounds better than shrieking shack but they go over there and Hermione's like well, let's fucking go in it like every white protagonist ever. And Ron's like, maybe I'm not going to do that. So they don't. And then they get run up on by Malfoy and his goons, and they start getting bullied, and then Harry and his invisibility cloak starts fucking with him. Pulls down Crab's pants, knocks over Goyle, starts dragging... Malfoy off the cliff. Uh, Should have just finished that one, probably. They all freak the fuck out and run away, panicked. And then Harry goes over to Ron and starts flipping the little uh, tassels on his hat and uh, grabs like a piece of Hermione's hair and starts jangling it. And they go, Harry! 
And he takes the cloak off and he's just busting up about it. Great fun. Good good production quality. It was great. Uh, and then uh, they go back into town. Harry eats his invisibility cloak on. And uh, let's see what happens then. Then they go, they see McGonagall, Fudge, no. go into the tavern. No, to answer the question, chat. No. Yeah, that happens like next movie, right? And it's not that house. They move into Sirius's house. Oh, wild. And that's not in the next one. It's in two movies later. Well, anyhow. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyhow, um, the... Uh, the, uh, uh, they go right. back into town. They go back into town. McGonagall and Fudge show up uh, along with Hagrid, but Hagrid doesn't go into the tavern. And they go into the tavern to discuss uh, why business is bad at the tavern. I don't know why they're talking to this tavern lady about anything, really, other than they need to talk to someone so that the plot can happen. Yeah, it's not really... There's not really a reason. So they go in there, and they're talking about... Uh, Sirius Black escaped and all this stuff, and Harry is breathing really fucking loudly. The loudest mouth underneath. Breather. He's just sitting there going, <sighs> and it's obnoxious. It's terrible. We hate it. We hate it so much, and it happens every time he puts on the invisibility cloak. Every single time. That didn't change from movie to movie. It just does that. So he almost gives himself away by mouth breathing, but he mm-hmm. doesn't. It's saved. Uh, and then McGonagall goes, Sirius Black is Harry Potter's godfather. And also he's the reason that his parents are dead. Right. Because that's what they believe. That's not true, but that's what they believe. So Harry furiously runs off into the day uh, in his visibility cloak, bowls over a small caroling choir of little folks, and uh, Ron and Hermione see the footprints and track him and He's crying on a thing, and then he vows to straight murder Sirius Black. Just, I'll kill that guy. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking, he's gonna fucking die. I mean, in Harry's mind, he's the reason that his parents are dead, is Sirius Black right now. Right. So, I mean. Never mind that this guy's your godfather. Like, I'd probably kill him, too. I mean, if that's what I believed. I'd... Sure. I'd swear vengeance. I love a good vengeance swear. That's a great way to go. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed, killed my, my father. father. Prepare to, to die. die. Yeah, you know, like that. So, somewhere in there, Ron made a joke, and I wrote, that was very funny, Ron, shut the fuck up. Don't remember why. Um, ba, 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 ba. Carry on. Lupin decides he's going to teach Harry uh, Expecto Patronum. Which is a multi-level spell that, at the initial stage, provides you a shield so a Dementor can't bust through and steal your fucking soul, right? At a later stage, you'll just straight make a Patronus exist. And that will also just murder Dementors or what have you. So Lupin decides he's going to teach Harry this. Oh, no, Harry asks him to teach Harry this. And he's like, okay, I guess. And so he gets the boggart, and he's going to have the boggart turn into a dementor from the cabinet. Boggart pops up. Harry doesn't do the spell right. Gets his face. 
and then passes out. And Lupin's like, wake up, eat this chocolate. So that all happens. I apologize, I'm having a rough time with my throat right now. I'm going to sample some tea. I'm going to burn my mouth off with this tea, actually. Man, your throat can't hurt if all the skin sensors in it are dead. Right. If I just coat my throat in murder, it'll be fine. Kill off the nerve endings, then you don't feel yeah, pain. Yeah, it's great. Uh, ba, ba, ba. So it's a little bit of a tricky spell, and Harry's having some rough time with it. I mean, it is a spell that is above his wizarding level. Truly. So. It is a big, bad spell. And he is riding the struggle bus. Uh, but eventually... He makes it work. He digs deep into a memory, channels that. The uh, bogger disguised as the Dementor can't get through the shield. Great. We've done it. Tremendous. What happens next? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I said while this was happening, Harry couldn't, like, conjure a good enough memory to stop the bogger. Because that's the idea is that you have to, like, it's, it's like... <laughs> freaking flying in neverland like you have to think of a happy thought and let that thought fill you up and then you can create a patronus because the idea of dementors is they suck the happiness and so what a patronus does is essentially gives them something to eat that's not you and that can fight them off with its happy energy in a very dumbed down (laughs) version i made america laugh really hard because i said Harry doesn't have any happy memories. How is he going to do this? <laughs> like, if, and if you think about it, Harry's life has, from start to finish, up, well, start to this point, overall been pretty shitty. Outside of his darling friends and Dumbledore, like, it just sucks to be Harry Potter. Yeah, it even kind of sucks to Fully be Harry Potter sucks. Like, Yeah, he... I mean, you got to deal with so many assholes. Uh, it's just the worst. So that that was a great time. He is supposed uh, to Peter Pan that shit exactly, Chet. Just think of a happy little thought. And we find out that our darling Buckbeak got sentenced. Jesus Christ. Buckbeak, the hippogriff, got sentenced to death by the Ministry of Magic because guess whose daddy's on the council? Hitler. Hitler's dad's on the council. Lucius Malfoy Lucius himself delightful hair Malfoy his hair is gorgeous is on the council and he decided that hippogriff was gonna get put to death so that's gonna go down that's fun just some good fun trauma of murder Uh, then I wrote Harry's too slow ah yes he's wandering the caverns at night not the caverns the halls he's wandering the halls at night because Because he's on he's looking at his marauders map he sees a name on there he sees Peter Pettigrew on the map. Which he just found out when he was in Hogsmeade and listening to that whole spiel about Sirius Black. That That guy should be dead. Peter's dead. Peter's dead. That's who Sirius Black killed. Right. And 12 other people. Wow, that's a lot of other people. Yeah. Did he actually kill those other people? Peter did. Oh, Peter killed the other people. Got it. But 12 people did die, yes. Yes, so we're blaming Sirius. Yes. Cool. Hey, look, Dementors. They look Dementors. Kind of. No, those are souls from League of Legends. Anyways. So. Harry is looking at his Marauder's map. He's looking around at the people that are walking around. And he spots Peter Pettigrew. And he goes, that's not right. That guy's dead. 
So he slips his bare feet into his shoes like a psychopath and starts off into the halls. And you all know that you're not supposed to wander the halls of Hogwarts at night Doesn't by yourself. Doesn't take his invisibility cloak just straight up. This dude's goes. out here in pajamas, tennis shoes. He's got a wand and a mat. Gets to the spot where Peter Pettigrew is supposed to be, shining his light. Nothing happens. Peter Pettigrew walks by him. You don't see him. Everything's very confusing. We know now that's because he's down here scuttling Right, because he's a rat. But you don't know that at the time, and you're very much like, what the fuck? And then he looks down and he sees, coming speeding around the corner, Severus Snape. He's walking at 17 billion miles an hour. And so Peter... Uh, Peter. <sighs> Harry. There you go. That's his name. Take your time. Jesus Christ. Here he goes. Oh. Knox. Mischief managed. Not in that order. He goes, mischief managed. Knox. You can see Snape in the background. Snape's in the background, like, looking at this guy. And he goes, mischief managed. Knox. And the map folds up, goes blank, turns into a basic piece of parchment. And then his, his wand goes out. Immediately, Snape's wand lights up. And he's like, Potter. Your Snape impression's getting better. Thank you. It's because I'm stuffed up. Speaking of vamp for a minute, I need a tissue. You also haven't had an allergy pill in two days. Damn it, I fucked myself. To answer three days. You haven't had it since your parents have been here, really. Which might be part of your problem. James is having a rough time. Um. But yeah. So Harry sucks because literally like slowest reaction time ever to any of that he literally should have just been like oops boop and like or moved something done anything differently i don't know but snape whips around the corner and he uh asks harry what he's doing and harry says sleepwalking like that's the most believable thing and then he essentially asks Snape, uh, Snape is like, turn out your pockets. Harry turns out his pockets. He has the Marauder's Map. It's blank. Snape's like, what's that? Harry goes, just a bit of parchment. And Snape tells him to open it. And he points his wand and he goes, reveal your secrets. And the parchment straight bullies Snape. Yes. Snape makes Harry read it out. And he goes... You should keep your overly large nose out of people's business, which is what it says. He's not lying. He's not just bullying Snape to bully Snape. That's not a Harry Potter-style thing to do. And then, surprise! Like a ghost in the night, out of the shadows, Professor Lupin! Shocker! He shows up, and he, we don't know at the time, but we find out later, is one of the Marauders whose name is on the Marauder's map. So he knows exactly what the fuck this is. So he, very cleverly, takes it from Snape. Snape goes, this is your area of expertise. It's obviously dark magic. And, because I, I can't tell if Snape's smart or a fucking idiot. I just, I don't know. I can't tell with that guy. Yeah. S yes. <laughs> just yes. Yeah. So, fucking, I'm getting all my characters confused because we introduced a bunch of new ones. I'm going to take some pills real quick. 
You taking Benadryl? Mm-hmm. You gonna go to sleep after this? No, I'm only taking one. My dosage is two. One puts me out on my ass, so. Yeah, if you take one, you're going to sleep for seven hours. If I take one, my allergies will stop. Anyways. If I take two, I'm going to sleep for seven hours. So. Lupin. Lupin, that's his name. So Lupin takes the map and he goes, I'll get to the bottom of this. It's probably just Vexmo, I think he calls it. Uh, it's a Zonko. Zonko. Which is the yeah. joke, wizard joke shop. He says, right. I think it's a bit of parchment that's meant to insult anyone who tries to read it. Right. Which is a great cover. And he goes, Mr. Potter, if you'd come with me. And they go off. And Lupin just straight lays into Harry. He's like, hey, are you a dumb motherfucker? Are you? Huh? You know you're walking around with a GPS to your ass while Sirius Black is out here and he wants to fucking kill you? Are you fucking dumb? Also, how come you didn't turn in this map? Like... Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I thought you were like a wizard of the fucking age. He doesn't say any of that. That's essentially but what that's he says. that's basically <laughs> what it comes across as. Is, why are you fucking stupid, huh? He's, he's, he literally pretty much just says, Harry, my life motto, like, why are you doing stupid shit? Like, don't do stupid shit. You're doing stupid shit. Stop. Yeah. And then they have an interesting exchange, which is very important, where Harry goes... Just so you know, I don't think the map always works. And Lupin's like, what do what? you mean? Because what the Marauders know is the map never lies. And so Harry's like, well, I saw Peter Pettigrew. Or I saw someone I know to be dead on that map. And Lupin's like, who'd you see? And he was like, Peter Pettigrew. And this is very important for Lupin because this is where Lupin puts all the pieces together and yes. realize what happened 12 years ago. And he's like, that's not possible. And Harry's like, that's just what I saw. Up until this point, Lupin has been under the assumption that everyone else has been under it, which is that serious black straight fucking killed all those people and gave up Lily and James Potter. However, that is not the case. So we'll find out later. Now, for most of this part of the movie, I took no notes, basically. He was really Because I, I was having a nice time. I've not had a nice time watching a Harry Potter movie overall, except for when I'm making fun of it until this movie. I like this movie. This is a good movie. It's my favorite It one. is well-written, probably 85% of the time. It is well shot. There are good graphics and they gave I, hair or they gave James like a passage of time so that he could track when there was just weeks happening and they didn't just skip a month and a half of shit. Like and if they did they showed like the Whomping Willow yeah. changing season, so things worked how they should in a movie with a budget this big. You know? And now that we've learned last week, or last week, last episode, how much the budgets were for the first three Harry Potter movies, they're around the same amount. We went from $125 million for the first movie to, to $100, $100 million for the second movie, which doesn't make any fucking sense, to $130 million for the third movie. Now, the biggest disappointment there is that the first movie had an enormous budget and was fucking bad. But it was 2001, so the technology wasn't quite there yet. Sure. But that's still $125 million for it to be fucking bad. Then, the second movie had only $100 million and it was marginally better. Which means they squandered $25 million. And then we're in the third movie, where they get $30 million bonus bucks, right? And they worked that shit. And it is good. It shows. The score, tremendous. The acting, 
has always less been really, bad. The acting's always been really good. The actors the do acting's, a really good job. Yes. But when you have to act out stupid lines and stupid scenarios, it's hard to take your performance as believable to me, personally. So to have the lines be good, I think that was my biggest thing with this movie, was that the lines were just not shitty. He just kept talking about how the writing was good and how like, they got good writers. and it's It was no longer an issue of this dialogue is not believable and also cringy to this dialogue is believable and it's enthralling. Like they're saying important things and they're saying important things in a way that makes you want to listen to them say the important things. That's huge because that locks your audience in. If you just have your characters say dumb shit for 70% of the movie, I hate you and them and you, mostly you. It's not the actor's fault their lines are bad. I also, like I said, I think in the last episode, I think we get the ability to write better dialogue when you're not writing for like 11 year olds to speak those lines. Like you get to do some more advanced dialogue when you're moving into more adult content and less kid movie. So there's a big time skip in my notes. My last note was everyone in the castle walked into that corridor with their dicks out. Because Harry speaks with uncharacteristic confidence to Severus Snape. Severus Snape is arrogant as always. And Lupin comes into the corridor with just all the dripping swagger in the world. So... All of the people who were in the corridor were just dicks swinging. They were there, and they were in charge. But then everyone else showed up, and they were also in charge, so it was weird. My next note is what in the hot fuck just happened with Black and also Snape and also Lupin. Which that is, is a, wide a time jump. large time jump to the Shrieking Shack later. Please remind me what happens in between the corridor and the Shrieking Shack. Um, okay, so they essentially go through, uh, all of Buckbeak. Oh, yes. Tragedy. Um, that's essentially what, what happens next. Like, they have the corridor, Peter Pettigrew's dead, and then they go and they witness Buckbeak. We have an interaction between the Golden Trio and, uh, they're on their way to the tragic execution of our hippogriff buckbeak uh and on their way they spot they find uh baby hitler and his goons with binoculars uh, with binoculars ready to watch the execution of this animal that hurt malfoy and hermione has had enough she has decided she will be the heroine and she's pissed and malfoy is like and hermione wand out holds it to his fucking neck like a goddamn knife or an ice pick and backs his ass up, cowers immediately into the rock. Wimp. He, he is a coward. He starts with his chest out. As soon as she moves, he is in full retreat. Full coward mode. That guy has no fucking spine. I mean, Shouts out to Tom Felton. Fucking killed that shit. I mean, to be fair, like, it's no secret how good Hermione is at magic. If Hermione points a wand at you... Some shit might go down. You might you you might want to be a little worried. Might want to panic. So he knows he should. Honestly, Malfoy should know that Harry is one of the strongest wizards of all time. Ron's one of the most creative wizards of all time, and Hermione is one of the most knowledgeable wizards of all time. He should know that these children at this point in time. It's been three fucking years that he's been fucking with them. He should know at this point 
that they are a dangerous group of people to fuck with. All he has is money. Yeah. All he has is money, a little political power, and the fact that he's in Slytherin House, so he's evil by nature. I think I made the comment as we were watching this movie. I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how Malfoy actually passes any of his classes. Because, <laughs> like... He doesn't give a shit, and he barely attends. Like, I don't... I. It's a thing that I've just thought of now, but it's like... How is Malfoy this fucking stupid? Or what level of insanely inflated ego does he have to have to believe that these three who are like proven strong and capable and powerful wizards that he can just fucking bully him? That's crazy. I think it's the idea of like if he kind of like his dad does if he keeps like imposing on him and crushing down their quote unquote spirits and bullying them then he can keep that power over them. Unfortunately um, for him, he never had that to begin with. Yeah. So. Except maybe over Ron. Oh, and... yeah, but then Hermione does this thing where she gets so mad that she puts her wand away and he makes another snide remark because he's no longer in immediate danger, so she just turns around and punches him in the fucking mouth. And Harry and Ron are like, Oh, horny. Oh, that's what this is like. I don't think Harry has feelings for him. No, he doesn't. But Ron? Yeah. This is boner pop number two for Ron. Poor motherfucker. Just seen his soon-to-be girlfriend take a fat swing on Malfoy, the fucking shrimp dick bully of the school. <whistles> Damn. That's hot. So He even calls her brilliant. He does call her brilliant. And they, they compliment her punch, and it's very sweet. Uh, I don't know why I opened my notes. I don't fucking have anything for another, like, 20 minutes of movie. They go down to Hagrid's hut. They go down to Hagrid's hut, and they're talking to, to Hagrid. Hagrid. He's sad. And then a rock hits Harry in the head. After Ron gets Scabbers back. That's oh, yeah, Ron now. gets Scabbers back. Because Who's been Scabbers missing. ran away. He was uh, running around the corridors. As we know, he was Peter, Peter, Peter Piper picked a fucking pickle, pepper, 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 Peter Pettigrew is Scavers. Somebody found Scavers, gave him to Hagrid. Hagrid has Scavers in a box. Then he gives Scavers back to Ron. Hermione gets pissed because Ron won't apologize because Ron said that once Hermione's cat ate Crookshank ate uh, Scavers. Who named the cat Crookshank? Crookshanks, and it was Hermione. That's a shitty name. Anyways, uh, she gets mad, and I thought at, at the very first, before a rock hit the, or before it was shown that it was a rock that hit the vase, Hermione got so frustrated, and then a vase shatters next to her and spills sand everywhere. And I thought, oh, this is the same shit as when Harry was pissed and his aunt or his uncle's sister inflated out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that's fucking crazy, right? No, it was not that. It was a rock. Someone threw a rock through a window, uh, shattered the vase, sand goes everywhere. Hermione picks it up and is like, the fuck? And then a rock hits Harry in the back of the head. It's little, just a little thing. No bigger than like a quarter or a silver dollar. But it makes Harry look out the window and see, oh, right. fuck. <laughs> Harry looks out the window and he sees Dumbledore, Fudge, and the executioner, who's got an obnoxiously shaped murder axe. 
uh, over his back, and they are coming. They are coming to kill. And so they tell Hagrid. Hagrid gets him out of the house, uh, lets those other guys into the house. Uh, there's a conversation. They, the kids dip behind some pumpkins, hear something in the woods, and scurry off and turn around at the last second to witness the executioner swing hard and the crows scatter, and then we cut. What happens next? Uh, I mean, Hermione cries under Ron's shoulder. It's cute. Mm, another cute moment. And then Scabbers... In the midst of tragedy. And Scabbers bites Ron's finger. And that's what sets off the entire climax of the movie. Right. Scabbers bites Ron. Borderline uncharacteristically. Bites Ron's hand. Ron drops him. And is like, what the fuck? And they, he runs after Scabbers. Uh, and then we find Black. What the fuck? We find the Grim. The doggy. Th- this is just uh, Sirius Black transmogrified into a dog. He's an animagus. Right. Uh, they're all animaguses, right? Mm-hmm. Other than Lupin. Who's a lycanthrope. So, we don't know it's Sirius Black, but it's Sirius Black in dog form. And this dog just grabs Ron's leg. he just leg grabs Ron. And fucking... Drags him off. Under the Whomping Willow. Straight under the Whomping Willow, which is crazy, Right. And then the Whomping Willow just beats the shit out of Harry and Hermione for, like, five minutes. And then they finally make it underneath the uh, root system, go along a tunnel, follow the trail of the paw prints and the poorly dragged Ron, and they find that they are in the Screeching Shack. Close. Shriek Shack. Shrieking Shack. Sure, it's like Shake Shack, but way less cool. Uh, and the hash slinging, the flash, flash flinging, the, the sash flash ringing, <laughs> the shrieking shack. <laughs> the shrieking shack, right. So they go in there and they hear Ron like crying off in another room. So they go into the room and Ron's in there like mortified and he's holding scabbers and he's like, <laughs> It's not a dog, it's an animagus. And he points behind them and the door shuts and there's Sirius Black and all his fucked up teeth and... Glorious prison hair glory. And prison garb and man oh man does plot happen fast so Sirius Black is there right and they're, they're, he, he's yelling about the, the rat he's trying to kill the rat not Ron and everyone's like what and then Snape shows up well Lupin shows up first Lupin shows up first mm-hmm. Lupin shows up first and Hermione Expelliarmus's Lupin's wand away. And then... I don't fucking remember exactly what happened. <sighs> okay. So... Oh, God, I didn't write anything down because it was so good! <laughs> Carrie, uh, Lupin shows up and Hermione gets pissed off because she's like, you are a teacher, we trusted you, blah, blah, blah. And... Oh, and Lupin and... Uh... Lupin, Black have a tearful reunion. Yes, they are very happy to see each other. And Lupin actually expelliarmus Harry's wand away um, when he walked in because Harry was about to murder Sirius. Right. Um, and so they have a little tiff and then they start to like try almost explain things. Then Snape bursts in and then Harry grabs Hermione's wand out of her pocket. Expelliarmus is Snape. Snape gets knocked unconscious and Harry says explain and then there's an explanation 
where Lupin and Black tell the story of how long, long time ago, Peter Pettigrew sold everyone out to Voldemort. That motherfucker. Fuck him. In case fuck you, that guy. In case right? you missed the ending of last episode, fuck Peter Pettigrew. And so then they get the scabbers wriggles out of Ron's hands and they a few spells are cast, most miss. And then eventually they hit Scabbers, and he turns back into Peter Pettigrew, who's a fucked up version of a human being. I mean, he's been a rat for 12 years. He probably is... I mean, he looks like he's been a rat for 12 he, years. He looks like a rat that almost turned all the way back into a human. Uh, and he gets stuck in the wall, and they drag him out. And everything is sort of explained that Sirius didn't murder all those people. Peter Pettigrew murdered all those people. Or, by proxy, led Voldemort to murder all those people. Either way. That gets explained, right? So then, they come out from the weeping or the whomping willow. Ron's legs fucked up. They leave Snape down in the fucking. <laughs> they just straight forget. They leave him. Snape in the shrieking shack, and uh, they get up there, and they're gonna f- fucking kill Peter Pettigrew right there by the willow, and then. They go, oh, fuck, and the moon comes out, and it hits Lupin right in the fucking face. They they were going to kill Peter Pettigrew in the shack, and then Harry told them no. Let the Dementors have him. Because dead, he, you're still guilty, Ooh. and the truth dies with him. Alive, we can prove your innocence. So. Oh, and then uh, uh, Black tells... Uh, Harry, that he's his godfather, and you can come live with me. They're, they're like, you can come. I don't know if you want to stay with the Dursleys. I can't imagine you'd want to, but you can come live with me if you want. Uh, and Harry's like, oh fuck yeah, this is the best day of all time. And then the moonlight hits Lupin in the face, and he turns into a werewolf, and shit goes sideways fast. Lupin turns into a werewolf, and well, when he's a werewolf, he's just sort of hungry. Peter Pettigrew goes. This is my cue to not be here anymore. Turns back into a rat. Disappears into the fucking abyss. Uh, Pettigrew is threatening the children. Nope. Lupin is threatening the children. Yes. So many fucking characters. Lupin is threatening the children as a werewolf. And Snape stumbles out of the thing. And he's like, you are... And then he hears the werewolf and he whips around and he's like, oh! And he does a very good teacher thing, which is like... Shield the children. Protects the children. I mean, he is a teacher at heart. So he does that and then they hear the growl and it's our darling Sirius Black turned back into a much smaller dog than the werewolf. And he is... He's here to fucking fight. And so he throws it down with Lupin, his best buddy that he just met after... A decade and change in Azkaban. Uh, and so they're fucking throwing down. And uh, the werewolf, well, he's winning. He's winning that fight because, well, he has every single advantage in that fight. Uh, Sirius Black is taking some serious damage. There's some bullying going on. Harry rolls over, throws a rock at... Uh... What were you looking for my notes? Yeah. I just was wondering where you left off. Uh, my my note is why does it 
what in the hot fuck just happened to Black and also Snape and also Lupin? That was in the Shrieking Shack. Yeah. And then I wrote, why does everyone take so long to tell Harry anything? And that happens when we learn more shit in like five minutes. So. They're all fighting. There's a fight that goes on and then Harry throws a rock at the werewolf, dinks him in the shoulder, and the werewolf whips around. Uh, and then something off in the distance goes, awoo. Yeah, like that. And the werewolf's like, huh? And then it happens again, and the werewolf's like, huh? And it disappears. Sprints off into the forest to try to find whatever the fuck was just arooing. Uh, and so... We see the dog that is Sirius Black sort of like limp around for a second, fall into some ferns, and then Sirius Black, the man, stands up out of the ferns and stumbles down the hill. Harry goes after him. Uh, we believe that leaves Snape with Hermione and Ron. Uh, I'm sure he takes them back to the school. Or what I mean, you. Ron can't walk. Right, Ron can't walk. His leg's fucked up. So, Harry follows him down, finds serious the bottom of the hill next to a pond uh having a just in general really bad time barely breathing uh and so here he's trying to like sort that out and then the pond starts to freeze over now we haven't mentioned it yet but when a dementor rolls through shit gets cold cold as ice and things ice over so the pond fully ices over uh the ground gets freezing you can see people's breath and harry looks up and there's like 40, 50 Dementors just flying around. And so they start doing drive-bys, basically, on Sirius Black and Harry Potter, just sucking the souls out their faces. And uh, it's frightening and terrible, and Harry's, like, in a daze, and he's getting shit kicked out of him. And he sees a big fucking... is how I would describe it. It's a big beam of light that's like the size of a cruise ship that comes from the other side of the pond uh being cast by someone and we can't really see who it is but it basically expels all of the fucking dementors they all get hit by the beam and fly away in rage or fear or whatever uh and then harry fully passes out pardon me harry fully passes out mm-hmm he wakes up, all his friends and Dumbledore are there, uh, talking about how he's done a lot of passing out this movie. He's been asleep a lot. <laughs> he, he's really fainted several times. Uh, Ron's on another bed getting tended to. They're in the med bay. Um, some jokes happen, and then they find out Sirius Black's going to be uh, murdered to death, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to have a Dementor's kiss, which is essentially they permanently suck your soul out. Right, so he's going to get murdered to death. You get to exist soulless. So, kind of almost like... I guess I would compare it to, like, a lobotomy. Like, you're just a husk at that point. Like, you're not there. That's fucked up. Someone call the United Nations. Of wizards? We've broken the Geneva Conventions here. So, uh... Yeah, that happens. Uh, Dumbledore says that. And then Dumbledore alludes that Hermione and Harry can basically solve everything and save multiple innocent lives. And Hermione, it clicks in her head. She knows what to do. Harry's like, 
what the fuck are you talking about, my guy? <laughs> Dumbledore's like, three turns ought to do it. And Harry's just like... Three turns? <laughs> like in a circle? What? I don't... What? And so Hermione whips this long-ass fucking necklace out of her uh, coat. And she links it around Harry's neck and her neck. And she spins the little uh, hourglass dangly thing on it three times. And we hear... And then... Uh, we see a visual representation of them standing there in the room and time rewinding back uh, what effectively is like three or four hours. Uh, and so they then begin one of my least favorite tropes in film. I hate... Which is time travel. Time travel. It hurts my head. And they begin... And I hate it. What I call the main character ex machina. Yeah. Because... Multiple times throughout this movie, we've seen the main characters get assisted since the uh, trip down to Hagrid's uh, by we don't know what. They get helped by we don't know what, right? The, the, the rocks, the the Patronus, like all these things happen that just... They're getting a lot of off-screen help. And we don't know why. We don't know where from. Well, as it turns out, that shit just happened because Harry and Hermione went back in time and helped their past selves not die. Mm-hmm. Which hurts your fucking brain. Because then, if they never go back in time, how do the things happen? I hate time travel. It's bad. It's all bad. Anyways, we see that they go back in time. They're the ones who threw the rocks into the replace. They save the hippogriff while Dumbledore distracts Fudge. Because Dumbledore. Because Dumbledore is way smarter than fucking everyone, and he knew that this was going to happen later. So he just spends time distracting Fudge the entire time he's at Hagrid's. He's like, look at the strawberries over there. I plant, or the headmaster before me planted those strawberries on the hill. Like, <laughs> he's just in full bullshit mode. Uh, which is Dumbledore tremendous. Sometimes. Tremendous. Sometimes I'm like, God, I hate him. And other times I'm like, that, yeah. That's... High, highly in, intelligent. So, that that all happens. Uh, the noise that they heard in the woods was themselves. Uh, and so they... Uh, oh, it's going to get so hard to refer to them. The new Harry and Hermione... Uh, Apologize for the loud noise. Who are the, the, the ones who went back in time. The new Harry and Hermione. They rescue Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it turns out that when the uh, executioner goes chop, he just hits a pumpkin out of frustration. Uh, so they save the hippogriff, they're dragging him through the forest. Uh, they come upon the whole fight uh, with Lupin and Sirius Black, uh, and they just sort of like spectate that, they just sort of hang out for a little while. And then they go, Hermione just starts howling out of nowhere and Harry's like the fuck are you doing and she's like I'm saving your life right now and she howls again they lure the uh, Professor Lupin away uh, they try to run from him they hide they do a terrible job of hiding they really he finds, suck he finds them immediately and he turns on them like he's gonna kill them uh, and Buckbeak shows up out of nowhere and uh, straight threatens the straight threatens Lupin uh, with his claws and his beak and, and so, his overall stature. Like, uh, Buckbeak's huge. Buckbeak is rather large. Uh, so scares off the werewolf. Werewolf runs off. And then Harry and Hermione are standing there watching the Dementors 
swoop down upon Harry and Sirius Black uh, at the side of the pond, and Harry just keeps going, my dad's going to show up because he was convinced that it was his father who had appeared and done the expected Patronus to stop the madness from happening. And that's not true. Uh, and eventually Harry can bear it no longer, and he runs forward and screams out, Expecto Patronum. Patronum? Yep. Expecto Patronum. And a stag appears, which is his father's Patronus. And I'm betting also his. I yes. don't know. Okay. I didn't know. I do know. Also his Patronus. He casts the stag out, and it's just a stag of white light. Uh, the spell happens. Harry saves his own life. Uh, that's great. He's a little woozy afterwards. They hop on Buckbeak, and they fly to Hogwarts, where they find, because Dumbledore told them where Sirius was, Sirius Black locked in a tower. They bust him out, fly away. To be fair, to answer the question in chat, uh, there's been a lot of people that have been supposed to be dead this movie that have just kind of, like, popped up, so maybe... Maybe James is running around. He's not. But... He's not. So they give uh, Buckbeak to Sirius Black. Uh, and Sirius talks to Harry and he's like, listen, man, shit's a little hot right now. Maybe we don't live together for right now. But as soon as it's not hot anymore, we're good to go. Uh, and Harry's like, terrific. So then the bells start chiming and that's the signal that they have to get back to where their bodies are. Or where they're supposed to be. Uh, Sirius flies off. They run up. They run up behind Dumbledore, who is shutting the door after leaving them in the room. Uh, and they go, we did it. We saved them. And Dumbledore goes, what? Have a good night. And walks off. Like, obviously, he knows what's just happened. Uh, and so they pop the doors open just as they watch themselves vanish. And they walk into the room. And Ron's sitting there going, what? in the fuck just happened how you were there but now you're there i don't know what's going on and ron makes or harry makes a snarky comment about just pay better attention or some shit i don't remember what it was like honestly ron it was a callback to the line hermione said early in the movie like honestly ron how can someone be in two places at once and harry and hermione have a good laugh at ron's expense right so that was they probably tell him later what's going what happened and what went on right my note, why does everyone take so long to tell Harry anything was in reference to Hermione not saying fucking anything about the time turner and just like doing shit and then not telling him any of the rules of what was going on while they were doing time travel uh, until it was like almost too late and then telling him rules like one at a time situationally it was really fucking stupid. It was like we transported back into the last movie where the writing was bad and no one talked to anyone and all the communication was shitty. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, shit was fucking weird. It was yep. fucking weird. Time travel hurts the brain. Luckily, luckily. Then the movie ended. Time travel doesn't happen anymore. Not gonna talk about the broom? The broom's fun. Oh, yeah, and then Sirius sent him, uh, a broom because... The best there was broom a, there is. There was a Quidditch match that didn't matter where Harry fell off his broom and the broom exploded. Ran into the Whomping Willow. Yeah, so Sirius sends him a dope new broom. And I was like, hell yeah, Gryffindor's got a fastest seeker in the business now. And the movie ended. And the movie ended. Uh, I will say, this is the first Harry Potter movie I have liked. Uh, I 
am sure I'm going to like Goblet of Fire for one particular moment in Goblet of Fire that I am excited to see. Um, because I think it's just a hysterical meme. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I guess, is that the next one? That is what was that's, voted that's on the next one, as the next doing? one. All right. So. I mean, it was just voted by Green Gorilla, but okay. Green Gorilla's voice is the only one that mattered. I agree, Breaker. This is the best Harry Potter movie. Prisoner it's pretty. Movie. It's pretty fucking good. It's a really good It's pretty movie. fucking good. Pretty. I think next time the tables will be turned. Oh, and you're going to bitch about the movie that I like? I really fucking hate Goblet Fire for so many reasons. Starting with their hair. But that is for next time. That's a little... It's a little oh, preview God. into why America's going to be angry for three hours or two hours. It depends on how long it takes. Um, we did say that these were going to be shorter episodes in the previous episode of this. Um, just because James did like this I liked movie. the movie. I didn't have enough to rant about. It was good. But next time, I have a lot to say about Goblet of Fire. It is my least favorite movie in the series. And I hate it. And I hate it. And I hate all their hair. Hey, do you hate it? I hate their hair. Do you hate their hair? I hate their Do you have hair. problems with their haircuts? Yes. The, I have problems with the fact that there was no haircut. Say la vie. Until next time, thanks for tuning into the podcast. We will see you next week.